into the fifth quarter. I am Christian Capello, and as always with me on the podcast is Noah Ogden. Um, and as promised, we bring back on Darnell Pritchard, um, Big D, pause, uh, because his Boston Celtics are in the NBA Finals. Darnell, before we dive in, how does it feel, man, to be to be in the NBA Finals? And we were just saying, like, you're spoiled, bro. You got UNC in the national championship game, and now you got Boston in the finals. Yeah, it's been it's been a good year for me, so I'm uh you know trying to take it all in. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm happy. I really expected us to be here um, after the first round and seeing how locked in we could be with the Nets. I actually was would have been kind of disappointed if we didn't make it to the finals. Um, so I'm excited. <clears throat> yeah, man, we're excited to have you on. Um... No, how does it feel that you were like going against? Well, well, start of the regular season, you had right to to be off Boston. Say they got to break up Tatum and Jalen Brown. Like you had every right to, but then they come into the playoffs, and you had the Bucks, you had um, the Heat, and now they're here in the finals. How does how does that feel coming back at you? Yeah, I mean, honestly, coming into the playoffs, I thought the Heat and the Bucks were probably like the two my two favorite teams overall in the playoffs. And since the Celtics beat both of them and swept the Nets, it's hard for me to really say anything bad about the Celtics at all. Um, I mean, when you have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, two of the best scorers left in the playoffs, and Jalen Brown is a great defender, Marcus Smart's a great defender, um, it's going to be tough to beat that team in a seven-game series. I'm definitely way more awake on them now. I'm still not taking them to win the finals because I'm going against them. And maybe Darnell's probably happy to hear that because every time I pick against them, they've been winning. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm I'm definitely very impressed by what they've done with, with the teams they've beaten. This is honestly, aside from Chris Middleton being hurt, this is one of the most impressive runs to the finals in terms of competition played and beat to get to the finals in a while, I think. Yeah, um, I agree there. Before we get into the matchups from the conference finals matchups, East and West, um, let's talk about the all-NBA teams, which I know – Right when they came out, Noah was excited for this segment, so we can start with you, Noah. But the first team, All-NBA, if you haven't seen it yet, um, Devin Booker, Luka Doncic, Giannis, Jason Tatum, and Jokic. Noah, you can start if you have any issues with those five, and then Darnell, you can go off of uh, off of Noah. So obviously I know this is a regular season award, so it's kind of hard after we've seen the playoffs to like get that out of our mind. Obviously, Giannis, first team. Jokic, first team. Luka, first team. Jason Tatum, for, I agree with him being first team. Devin Booker, I, I can't sit here and say he's a first team All-NBA player. I think even even not including the playoffs, I think DeMar DeRozan had a better regular season than Devin Booker, and I think he should have been in, in that spot over Devin Booker. I think a lot of the problem is with the NBA, they have, like, they love this position thing. Like, I think they need to get rid of that. If a guy's an All-NBA first player and he's listed as a small forward, he shouldn't be not getting an award because because he's a, the same position as someone else. If he's better than someone in a different position. I, I don't like that at all. Um, and I think that's kind of where DeMar DeRozan got, kind of got screwed. I think he's, I think DeMar DeRozan's listed as, um, a, yeah, he's listed as a small forward, which I don't understand that at all. That makes no sense to me. Um, and if he's listed as a shooting guard, he's probably going to get first team over Devin Booker. He's not going to get small forward over Jason Tatum. Um, but yeah, other than, other than Devin Booker on the first team, I'm, I'm okay with the first team, other than Devin Booker. D? Um, I'd agree there. I mean, I also, 
I, I think they just need to go positionalist. Like, Embiid shouldn't get second in MVP voting and be on the second team. That makes no sense. Um, and honestly, like, you were just saying DeMar DeRozan. Like, personally, like, I'm super slept on Devin Booker. He didn't do anything crazy for me last year. He's still a liability on defense. I'd put John Morant and Curry over him on the first team. He's not a first-team player, flat out. Like, yeah. <clears throat> I, I was not a fan of that at all. And uh, I also didn't like Pascal Siakam being on there. I mean, <laughs> even Chris Paul, like, you, you don't include a single heat player who had the best record in the East, but you throw Chris Paul in there. Like, I don't get that. Yeah, I think I agree. I think, first off, these awards should be after the playoffs um, because we know how much the regular season really means to people. Like, look at Jimmy Butler and how elite he can be in the playoffs compared to the regular season. Um, yeah, I mean, if you got to take somebody, I think it should be positionless. Um, I think Embiid, you can't finish second in MVP voting, but you're not a first-team All-NBA player. Like, people are going to overlook that and forget that. That Embiid was, they were just like, oh, he's a second team All NBA player. His season was decent, but it wasn't elite where he could have been the MVP of the league. Um, so, in that sense, and then, yeah, I, I don't see how, I mean, Devin Booker had a great regular season, right? But like, John ja Morant is like, I, I thought, I thought he deserved it over Booker, in my opinion. Um, stats wise, like, how good the, I, Maybe they take the the into consideration that the Grizzlies record was as good as it was without Jaw, but like, come on. How how good are the Grizzlies without Jaw, realistically? So yeah, I disagree with that. Um rounding out the second team was Curry, Jaw, DeRozan, KD, and Embiid. Noah, did you have any problems with that? Other than yeah. you thought DeRozan should have been a first teamer? Yeah, kind of go along with what you guys said. Embiid should be a first teamer. It's Pretty much every issue I'm going to have with this is based off of the positions. Right. Um, outside of that, there's people on the third team. I don't, and we're not there yet, but there's people on the third team that I don't think have any business being on the All-NBA team. Um, John, John Moran, if I'm not mistaken, was top five in MVP voting as well. And he's a second team, second team player. Yeah. Um, so, and also to go along with you said, Christian, I think, I think, play, I think playoffs and postseason has to be taken into consideration when we're giving out these awards. First of all, NBA All-Stars are given – or basically the voting for that starts halfway through the year. Then we right. have All-NBA, which is just the regular season. And when you're talking about the greatness of players, people are so quick to bring up they were an All-Star. They were an All-NBA this many times. Well, Devin Booker was All-NBA first team this year, but lit, played terrible in the biggest game of the playoffs. Yeah. So what is what do these awards really say about the legacy that people leave behind? I don't, I don't know. I think I think it really needs to be changed. I don't think the NBA will do it because they're so stuck in their ways with this particular thing. But I think it needs to be changed where postseason is taken into context with these awards. Yeah, the th- the third team. So the third team for people that haven't saw was Chris Paul, Trey Young, LeBron James, Siakam, and Carl Anthony Towns. Um, Darnell, who would you? And you said some Heat players, right? Obviously, probably Jimmy Butler is the one. Um, but who would you who would you take off of that list and replace for those guys? I think you said Chris Paul too. Yeah, I mean, I would. I personally would get rid of Chris Paul. I'm not. I mean, I guarantee he averaged like 15. Like, and I just looked it up. Like, going back to the whole John Moran, Devin Booker thing. John Moran averaged more points, rebounds, and assists, and shot more efficiently than Devin Booker. <laughs> but I like. I don't. Yeah, it makes I, no sense. Um. 
Chris Paul, I'm not exactly sure. Like I was actually thinking about that. I know for a fact I would re- I would want to replace Siakam with Butler. Um, I know Siakam really did start turning it up towards the end of the year, but I those Sleep. two but like I, it's just an absolute like I think it's ridiculous that a team can have the best record in their conference and not have a single player on the team. Um, I mean, and then. Cat, I don't think he belongs there either. Um, he was not even the best player on his team last year. Uh, yeah, yeah. It kind of go to go on to that, Darnell. Like it kind of goes along with what, like we're saying, is like they're rewarding Phoenix right for having the best record in the league. So they put Devin Booker on first team, even though Jawa is better in every statistical category. But then they're not rewarding Miami at all and putting Jimmy Butler on here. Exactly. Does Jimmy Butler have a, uh, I mean, I don't know his answer, but does Jimmy Butler have a bigger impact on Phoenix than Chris Paul does? I think yeah. so. Without a doubt. So how is Jimmy Butler? The fact that Jimmy Butler isn't on this list Dude. doesn't make doesn't make it, sense. It, it makes no sense, and you can't really say. I can't tell if they care about winning or not from these from these All NBA teams yeah. because, and one on one hand, LeBron is third team All NBA. He was second in the league in scoring. You could argue that his numbers are better than people on the first team. So, but then at the same token, the Heat, like you guys just said, Jimmy Butler's not on the team at all. So, what what do they really care about when they're making these teams? I don't know. It it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, it's tough to almost like it's tough to almost put another center over Cat because of what Cat's numbers are. Right. Um. I mean, I I the only one that really DeAndre Ayton. I don't know how. I don't even know what his numbers were. Um, but if you're basing it off the regular season, he was on the best team. But then you already have Chris Paul. And, like, Chris Paul, I love Chris Paul. I defend Chris Paul a lot. He should not be on this list. Yeah, I, didn't even, have to get, I didn't even get started with him. I, I think I said enough last week about him. Oh, I'd I, I put Garland over Chris Paul. That's who. Darius Garland, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, and honestly, yeah. like, thinking about it, like, it – I think they wouldn't have such bad reactions to this. It's like, there's no reason you should be releasing, like, the All-NBA teams, the MVP, in the second round of the playoffs. Like, that changes everybody's mind on everything. Like, why are you not releasing it when the season ends? Right, exactly. That's that's a good point. Like, if they did that, change everybody's perspective. Like, but the fact that they release it this late, like, I I agree. They should either include it in the playoffs or, like, do an all-playoff team or something. Like, you know, have, like, a one – one team in the playoffs of like just the five best players that played in the playoffs or something like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I I mean, I think with every list that you see in terms of, you know, pro bowlers, all NBA, stuff like that, um, you can always come up with something. But in my opinion, this is this NBA is the worst one because of, you know, the regular season thing. There's no postseason type of awards unless you're winning. I mean, they've added the Eastern and Western conference awards. LeBron would have how many, 10 of them? <laughs> yeah, how, I don't see one, two in a row. <laughs> so, I mean, you're giving those awards away now. You've added those to, I'm not a huge fan of those. And then you added a finals MVP. So those are really the only postseason like player awards that are given out now. Um, so you're not rewarding playoffs. Like, I mean, even though Luka Doncic got first team all NBA, we know his greatness, but like, how good was he in the playoffs? Like right. they should, 
maybe maybe they should make an all NBA playoff team. Just do one team, the five best players. At the end of the whole playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. then, then you look into that after your resume. If you're winning, if you're an all NBA player 10 times, it should be looked at more that you're an all NBA playoff player four times or five times. Right. Because that because shows that's... in the biggest games you showed up. Right. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, we can move on with that um, and move on to the conference uh, finals matchups. Noah, you were pretty spot on with the Warriors. Um, they, they took the Mavs in five. I was um, a little bit surprised by it, I guess. I thought Dallas would put up a little bit better of a fight. The role players just really didn't show up, and that's kind of what you said. They needed their, their role players to show up, um, and they didn't. Um, how surprised – I mean, you said you weren't surprised, so I guess we could go to Darnell, and you can add on if you have anything to add on. But how surprised were you at the Mavs and Warriors series, D? Um, I was a little surprised. I'm not going to lie, just because I do have that much. I like, I'll be honest with you coming into this year, I was pretty slept on Luca, but I'm wide awake on him now. Um, he took a big jump out, made it out of the first round and went all the way to the Western conference finals. And I truly thought he could take like two games, two to three games. And personally, I am going to, this isn't the blame of it, but I do think it contributed to, the Celtics and Heat series going to seven, and then the Mavs series only going to five. Like, since the second round of the playoffs, the Celtics and the Mavs have been playing games with one-day rest since the second round. Like, they're giving them no rest, and that's, like, literally they have one day to travel and go there. And I saw Mark Cuban tweet something about it, how it's, like, because of the play-in tournament, they're not giving them more time in between games. And I personally did feel like that had an effect. Luca like looked absolutely gassed towards like the end of these last couple games, and I think that played something into it because he's having to play every single minute, having to do basically everything for them. So I honestly feel like he was gassed. No, Noah. Yeah, I I agree with that point about the rest. Um, that definitely had an impact. And I remember pretty much our whole childhood growing up, you would always have two days break when you travel from one city to the next. Which, which I think is needed, and I think this playing tournament needs to go to go with that. Um, but yeah, I wasn't surprised the Warriors won. I think I almost think the Warriors' game plan was kind of let Luca do his thing, but don't let anyone else go crazy on us. Dinwiddie, Dinwiddie had a couple big games over 20 points, but outside of Dinwiddie and Luca, I mean, almost every other Mavs player was averaging single digits. I think, which they I, I said they needed one player to get 20 points each game, but they honestly, after watching, they needed another guy to be like 15, 16 points a game, like a third guy to rely on for scoring, and they didn't really get that. Um, I mean, the Warriors, the Warriors have been to the finals numerous times with the same squad they have now, and I think they were just ready for the moment. The Mavs had a great run. Luka, like Darnell said, Luka went way up on my standards, um, because mainly because of the playoffs this year, winning that first series and then making it to the conference finals. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not that surprised by the, the overall result of it, but Luca definitely uh, went up a lot for me. Um, so, yeah, I guess now the next question for Dallas, at least, um, is what's next for them? And, I mean, you move on from what people thought could have been a centerpiece um, to their organization and Chris Stops. You've moved on from him already. Now you got Luca and a bunch of role players. What do you think needs to happen next for Dallas? Uh, no, we'll start with you. But like, is this going to be another situation where, hey, we made it to the Western Conference Finals, 
Luca's not even in his prime yet, and we have a bunch of young role players in Brunson, in um, Kleba, in uh, Dinwiddie that will keep getting better every year, and they'll be okay with going into the offseason um, the next couple of years, or do you think they're going to go out and, and get a superstar? In my opinion, they, they need a superstar. I just think there's, to your point, yes, they have a lot of young talent that's good, and Luca's obviously their, their centerpiece of their franchise. But are they going to get better progressively than the Celtics? The Celtics have a young – their two best players are young. They're going to keep getting better. The Bucks are still going to be great the next five years. I think the Heat are still going to be good. The Warriors are still going to be good. And all those teams pretty much have two stars. The Mavs don't have that. So I think they need to go out and make a move and get someone, some free agents this year. Zach Levine's a free agent. I think he can help out a lot. Um, Bradley Beals, it's, he'd have to pick up his they'd have to pick up his player option. I think he would be a great addition to the team that could give you 25 points per game any given night. Um, yeah, I think I just think they need another superstar. They they have role players, so I think that they're literally one very good player away from like being a Finals favorite almost. And I think they can get that player. Darnell, yeah, uh, I agree with what Noah said. Um, I don't necessarily think they need a superstar, but I think they should try to do what they can, get a Brad Beal. Um, I was looking at free agents. I even see John Wall's a free agent. I know he has a uh, he has a stigma to him, but he's only 32 years old, and I think he'd be a good veteran guy to come in and just give them something. You know, John Wall had a lot of playoff experience with when he was in his prime, but I also think adding a really good big would be good for them, like a I know Aiton's a free agent. He's only 24, but like a Yusuf Nurkic, or uh, I think I saw Thomas Bryant was one. Like just add a young like Mo Bamba, like a young physical center to like help play with Luca, so he could like if Powell literally could just sit there and get lobs from Luca all day, like he would literally average like 25 points in a series because the team just draws to him. Yeah, <clears throat> so I think I really do think adding just you know a couple of like just scores off the bench even, you know, just some guys that can put the ball in the bucket that it's like Lucas kicking to them and that they aren't just leaving them wide open would help a lot. Right. Um, yeah, and I think – I kind of think this is a, a similar, very similar situation um, as like the Denver team was two years ago now with Jokic and then you had Jamal Murray and you made a run to the Western Conference Finals. And I think Denver's front office was kind of just like – hey, we got Jokic, MPJ will get healthy, and we have Jamal Murray. We have two two absolute stars that will bring us back, and Denver hasn't been really even close to back. Obviously, Jamal Murray suffers a torn ACL, but, I mean, that's all it really takes. If Brunson or Dinwiddie suffer an injury that they're out for a year, I mean, this Mavs team isn't even – yeah, are they even reaching this? I mean, maybe with Luka you reach the second round, but your ceiling isn't very high. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of agree more. I think you do need to add a center. I don't think Dwight Powell is the answer. If you could add like a Yusuf Nurkic, that'd be huge, I think. But I do think you need to add another piece, another honestly star, and then they would become a favor to Dallas. And obviously, Dallas is a big market. I think you could get attract free agents. I mean, Damian Lillard is he is he a name that you guys think Noah you think that could come in and and help them become a contender right away? Yeah, I think I think Dame definitely could just because of how unselfish he is. I think and I think Dame would be okay playing off the ball. I think yeah. he's one of the very few superstars that's okay doing that and okay. I don't want to say playing his role, but basically not having the ball in his hand the whole time cuz that's going to be Luka no matter what. So I think 
it, it, it almost reminds me of the Grizzlies a little bit. Like, they have, like, good role players, and it's kind of tough to bring in, like, a, a good star that won't change, like, the whole dynamic of their team. So I think I think Dame honestly would be would be a great guy to come in and, and help them get to that next level. Dave, what do you think about Dame? Yeah, I like Dame a lot. Um, I I think he would be great for them. Uh, I just personally, it's very hard for me at this point with Dame going here, what he's been through, and seeing how bad that team is, and the fact that he still hasn't left, seeing him leave Portland. I think he retire, retires with Trailblazer. Um, yeah clear to him that he cares more about loyalty than winning a ring, and he does fully believe that he can win a ring with him being the best player on the team, so I think he's Yeah, um, and maybe that's the case, maybe not. We'll see what happens um, with him in the offseason as well. Dallas, obviously, if you're a Mavs fan, you're, you're inspired, but um, just came up short in the Western Conference Finals. Um, moving to the East, the Celtics beat the Heat in seven. Um Darnell, how are you surprised after losing at home in game six, which, I mean, just knock them out right there, right? Um, are you surprised that Boston, again, their back's up against the wall, which it seems like this has happened a bunch of times this year, respond again and win on the road in game seven? Um, I'm personally not. Uh, I, like, I felt like we were going to win. I honestly, I mean, we still had a chance there in game six. I mean, we were playing so atrocious and Jimmy Butler dropped 47 points and we barely lost that game. So I did feel pretty confident going into the next game. Um, honestly, we've just continually found a way to get it done. Um, and the defense honestly showed a lot in game seven. Um, like a lot of guys were struggling from the heat. Like, and I think the seven games of how intense that series was, like, showed its colors to the heat at the end of that. Um, like, some of the guys looked gassed. Like, I know Kyle Lowry shot, like, four or 16. Like, Strew shot, like, it was, like, three or something. Vincent, like, 0 for 11 or something. Like, nobody was hitting shots. You could tell those guys were dead. And um, I did really feel like we were going to pull it out. So, I was happy with the result. Yeah, um, Noah, you've been a guy who's been huge on Miami the past couple of years since they got Jimmy Butler. Um, what's next for them now um, after losing in Game 7 to to Boston? Um, I mean, kind of took care of Philly, obviously took, Atlanta, uh, took care of Atlanta, who was in the Eastern Conference Finals last year. So, honestly, a really good season for Miami, but what's next for them? What do they need to do to, to move forward and, and win a ring? I don't think they have to do a whole lot because, I mean, they were one game away from making it to the finals. Um, so it's, it's hard to really say they have to do a lot. I think, I think the one main thing they have to do is pick between Duncan Robinson and Max Struess. I know they're paying Duncan Robinson a lot of money, and it's going to be tough to trade him because it's going to be tough for anyone. No one's really going to want to trade for that contract. Um, but I think they just have to make a decision because they're paying him too much money to be on the bench. And if you're going to keep him, I don't think the drop-off from Max Schuess to Duncan Robinson is huge. There's a there's a small drop-off, I think, mainly defensively. But if that's what you want to do, I think you got to trade. I think you got to trade Max Schuess and, and try to maybe get a young player, try to get a draft pick, do something because those two players are very similar and they're paying one of them way too much money to sit on the bench. So I, I think that's the main thing they have to do. And I think other than that, they just got to kind of keep who they have. I think after a loss, this is going to be tough to keep everybody, but. They got to keep Jimmy Butler, obviously. I think P.J. Tucker they have to keep. And then I think Bam Adebayo also has to make another step up in his career if this team's going to make it to the finals. 
we've been hearing about Bam out of bio, how good he is for the past couple of years. And I just haven't really seen that jump from him to being like a star. That's, I still think he's like a very good role player, but he's not a star and they need him to be like a 20 and 10 guy for them to be winning the finals. I think. Darnell. I'm sleep on Bam. He was getting clamped by Rob Williams. Clamped. <laughs> I'm sleep too. Yeah, I'm sleep. Yeah, I, I, I honestly do disagree with you a little bit, Noah. I mean, not to the point where like I feel like they just need to get rid of the whole team, but Kyle Lowry's not it. He's 36 years old. You heard me say this on the podcast earlier. Like, is he a good guy that I think you could bring off the bench and like give you energy and be a good leader guy? Yes, but I don't think Kyle Lowry can be a starting point guard on a championship team. They got to change that there. I don't think that has to be a massive upgrade, but personally, if I was the Heat, I would offer Tyler Hero and picks, however many picks the Jazz want for Donovan Mitchell. That's what I would do. Oh, blockbuster. I would, I would, do I would take that. I would take that deal. I would do something <laughs> like that because, honestly, it's like they really just need a second answer to – Jimmy Butler, like, they, he needs something. He needs someone else. I don't think Bam's ever going to step up and be that guy. Tyler Hero's good off the bench, but, like, let's be honest, he didn't do shit in this series. Like, absolutely nothing. Would John but, Wall be better for them than Kyle Lowry, do you think? Yes. I think John Wall would be better. Um, but the problem is Kyle Lowry at least will shoot the ball. I don't think John Wall really will. So, I mean, I, I do think I like John Wall better than Lowry. Um, and they get a little younger there, so I would like that. But, I mean, even just getting somebody like a Ricky Rubio or something like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just a guy that, like, can just come in, play smart, and, like, kind of direct the team to where they need to go. Because um, Kyle Lowry shooting four – I mean, he was shooting, like, 15 shots a series and, like, making, like, an average, like, three. Like, he was not playing well. Dennis Schroeder's a free agent, too. I think he could be a good guy he, for them as well. He's a bucket. He, I mean, even when he played on the Celtics, like, he was good. He just wasn't what we needed. Right. Um, but I think they should try to make a big splash because, I mean, Noah, you even hinted on it. It's like the East is only going to get better. The Celtics are young. The Bucks are still there. The ca- the Cavs are on the come up. I don't think the Hawks stay where they are. I think they're going to come up. Whatever's happening in Brooklyn, whatever's happening in Philly, like there's still a lot of good teams in the East, so I think they should stay somewhat aggressive. Um, I don't. You obviously don't get rid of Jimmy Butler. I don't think you get rid of Bam, um, but I think they should bring a more – like star guy that can come in and score more consistently yeah i i do agree i I kind of agree with both what you guys have said um i mean jimmy butler's obviously not getting any younger what what what, how old is he i think he's like 30 yeah he's gotta be he's gotta be uh early 30s obviously i i do think kyle lowry i mean he's a great leadership guy but yeah he's just not it you you almost could make the argument that Miami was like better in this playoffs without him when Gabe Vincent was playing more minutes and like Gabe Vincent got out of the rotation he stopped he started missing shots when he wasn't starting um but and I think I think the hard part for Miami is going to be like I think they're so good because they just like anybody can score at any time obviously Jimmy's the man who was carrying the load a lot of the time but like you have Max Drews and Gabe Vincent and Bam and PJ Tucker. Like it doesn't matter who gets it done. And would bringing a star over kind of ruin that? I don't know. I mean, I think Dame Lillard, like Noah said, is one of the the most unselfish stars we've ever seen. That would be a great fit, I think. If you had Dame, you're an automatic, you're you're a contender. But I, I think if they keep this roster the same and don't do much, I mean, I don't think they get back to the conference finals. 
they're going to have to see Milwaukee. They probably won't be the one seed. They'll probably have to see Milwaukee or Boston again before before the conference finals. So I do think they need to make a little bit bigger of a splash um, than you would think for a team that just went to the conference finals and lost in seven games, like Noah said, one game away. But um, yeah, I, I just I think they need to like Dame would be a great a, a great ad. Obviously, I, Dame's a great ad anywhere. So right. you can fit on any team right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, J- by the way, he's 32. He's going to be 33 okay. by the time he starts. So he's getting, you know, yeah. he's in the 30s. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, fellas, let's get into the NBA Finals, Warriors versus Celtics. Um, no, I, I think I know where this is going, but give me your winner of the series in how many games and why you think so. Um, I'm going to go... Just for Darnell, I'm gonna go Warriors. I'm gonna go Warriors in seven. I think I think it's a seven game series. I don't see. I wouldn't. Let me put it this way. I wouldn't be shocked if the Celtics lose. I think they're going to, but I think they're gonna battle. I don't think the Celtics are the type of team that's gonna roll over and lose in five or six games. So with my prediction of the Celtics losing, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it goes to seven. Um, and I think I think a lot of it's gonna come down to how aggressive Jason Tatum is. I know Darnell, we're texting all three of us almost every game. And whenever the Celtics are bad and not doing good, a lot of the times it's because Jason Tatum's not being aggressive. This is his first time in the finals, the biggest stage he's ever been on his career. So I'm excited to see if he comes out really aggressive. And I don't think he is at first. I don't think he's – I think he's going to try to be, like, a little bit passive-aggressive at first and try to, you know, pass and create for others, which is not what you can do against the Warriors. You have to be aggressive as the star player the entire game. So I think that's honestly what I think is going to hold the Celtics back a little bit. But if Jason Tatum comes out and is very aggressive from the from the get-go, I can see the Celtics winning the series for sure. But I'm, I'm going to pick the Warriors in seven. D? Yeah, I'm going the other way, obviously. <laughs> mm-hmm. I got the Celtics in six or seven. Um, I think people, yeah, I think people aren't talking about it enough. We're going to be the first team to really challenge the Warriors because they cannot match up with us flat out. Like, I know our defense matches up with them really well. Like, look at how much we've exposed the guards that cannot guard throughout the playoffs. Like, every time Grayson Allen's on the court, he's getting in a screen and he's on Tatum or Brown. Like, every time Max Struess is on the floor, every time Duncan Robinson is on the floor, you cannot hide them. They're going to attack Perry. They're going to attack Poole. And that's me. I love to play Thompson, but he's lost a step. They do still have Wiggins and Draymond, who are both very good defensively, but we are not going to just... We are going to attack the weaker defenders, and I think that will play in our favor. Um, I do think we match up really well, but I think Noah nailed it right on the head. Tatum has to be aggressive. I'm. It's, like, weird because he gets double teamed and makes the right play, but I wish he would just get the ball and be aggressive and not allow himself to get double teamed. You know what I mean? Like, make a move quick enough so he's right away. up a chance to get double teamed because – like, flat out, Tatum's a top five scorer in the NBA right now. Like, he can score whenever he wants, however he wants. Like, he just needs to get the ball and do him and then let others get theirs. I think he does worry a little bit too much about, like, well, oh, I got to get Brown going. I got to get Smart going. I got to get whatever going. You know what I mean? Like, I think he just needs to take over. Honestly, when he does that, we're pretty tough to beat. Yeah, I'm. I like the Celtics um, in this series. I think that I think they are a great matchup. I think um, you can't stop Steph Curry, but you put one of the best perimeter defenders on in the league on him. 
um, to buy, you know, the kind of player Marcus Smart is, he's going to hit him every time he can and, and try and get in his head. And um, I don't think it takes Curry out of the game, but I think it's effect affects him. I mean, you look at Curry's efficiency in the finals and, and I think this is a real thing. I think even though he won the Western conference MVP, I think this is a real thing in Curry's head that he hasn't won finals MVP yet. And I think it could affect him. I really do. I think the Celtics have to win in six, though, because if you let it go to game seven and you mm-hmm. let it go back to Oracle, or is that their stadium still? Yeah. Is this the Oracle? Okay. Um, if you let it go back there, I mean, that's going to be really tough to win. And I think Boston has responded with their backs against the wall so many times, but how many times can you respond with your back against the wall? Um, so I think that's the the one thing that Boston has to make sure that they take care of their business at home and then they got to steal one of these first two games on the road. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see what, what how Tatum responds to being in the finals. Um, I think he's a gamer, so I think I think he steps up to the challenge, and I think Jalen Brown does as well. Um, it, it's tough though; the Warriors have been here before, so I think it'll definitely be tough. Um, what What would you, Noah? You could start, but what would you? How would you match up if you're Steve Kerr? in terms of trying to defend, like, are you, so first of all, would you go small ball with Draymond at the five and then have Curry, Poole, uh, Clay, and Wiggins and play Wiggins at the four? Or would you would you play with Looney? Because I think Boston can match up either way. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. How, how would you match up? If I was Steve Kerr, Kayvon Looney wouldn't even be wearing a uniform to the series. Because, <laughs> uh, that's all, all jokes aside, you really would not be because the Celtics, I think their biggest weakness from what I watched over the entire playoffs is their transi- transition defense after, specifically after they score a basket. Okay, that's the Heat have taken the Heat took advantage of that, and the Bucks took advantage of it numerous times. Um, and I think that a small lineup really benefits the Warriors. And I think obviously Kayvon Looney's not a part of that. I think the Warriors have to play very fast the entire series. The Celtics, yes, they can match up either way, but. That would kind of take Robert Williams out of the mix if they play with Draymond, I think. Um, and then to kind of go along with that, I don't even think I would really play man-to-man the entire game. I would mix in a lot of zone um, against the Celtics just to give them a different look because they really don't have the man-on-man defenders, I feel like, to cover Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum based on how much the Celtics force switches to the guards. If they do a pick-and-roll and Jordan Poole gets switched on to Jalen Brown or Jordan Poole gets switched on, to Jason Tatum. That's that's a free bucket pretty much every possession. And until the Warriors do something different, the Celtics are going to keep doing that. So I would mix in zone like every like couple minutes I'd be doing a couple possessions of zone just to mix it up on them. What's what's do we know what Gary Payton's status is? Uh I'm pretty sure they said he's they they think he's going to play. That's big. So I mean that's big that's defensively huge. because you get I I think the Warriors are a little deeper than Boston. Yeah. Um, and, and Gary Payton can play, I mean, he hits, he's, he hit a bunch of open threes, um, in that first round series, obviously getting hurt in game two, I think in the Memphis series. Um, but yeah, was hitting open shots and getting him back would be huge. Darnell, how would you counteract the Warriors going small or going in a zone? Is Grant Williams the guy that you're riding with? Obviously, um, yeah, getting Rob Williams. And I don't think you can keep Rob Williams on the floor, um, if they go small, because I don't think he's good enough offensively. Um, how do you counteract? What would your lineup be if they go small with Poole at the two and Draymond at being the five? 
Um, I think we could try something with Rob Williams because his defense is honestly probably the most impactful thing on our team defensively. Um, I don't think people talk about it enough. But if you look at any game he's played in and any game he's not, like teams are scared to go in the paint when Robert Williams is on the floor, just flat out, you know. And even when he gets on the guards, he's so good at just giving himself just enough time to be able to recover to, you know, make a block or something like that. Um, but personally, I would just play him in spurts, especially because his knee's been all banged up every other game, basically. Um, if they go small, I'd probably go with Al at the five because I do have confidence in Al guarding, you know, the switches he would get if he did get switches, even though I don't think we would switch. And then I'd probably rock with, you know, a Grant Williams, Smart, Brown, Tatum lineup and even throw in Pritchard here and there because, you know, he's just a quick shifty guard that can, you know, find his own shot and stuff like that. Um, and again, I would just try to do the same thing I said before, exploit the matchups that they have. If they're going to go small, that means, in my opinion, they have two or three players on the floor that are not like super good defensively. So we just got to attack that. Yeah. Um, Noah, who would you match up? Um, and actually to go with Darnell's point, I guess you could play Rob Williams. Because he doesn't really have to come out on Draymond. Um, obviously, you can just let you're gonna live with Draymond going out there and shooting threes. Um, but no, how would you? What would you match up? Would you put Clay on Tatum, or would you have Wiggins on Tatum? Wiggins is actually a pretty good defender. He proved in that Dallas series too um, when he was guarding Luca. Who would you? Who would you match up with? I think I would try Wiggins. I think I would start with Wiggins on Tatum. And I, I think Draymond's a great defender. I just don't think he's quick enough to cover Tatum. I think Wiggins is the better guy for that. And then I'd probably go with Clay on Jalen Brown. I think I think Clay, even though he's he's coming off the injuries, obviously, I still think he's probably the best man on man defender on that team. Um I I just wouldn't feel comfortable putting him on Jason Tatum yet. Um so I, I would I would go like I said, I would have Tatum covered by um Andrew Wiggins, and then I would have Clay on Jalen Brown, and then Mark Marcus Smart would obviously whoever Marcus Smart gets switched on to, or whoever whoever or I feel like Curry can cover Marcus Smart, Gary Payton can cover Marcus Smart. If Marcus Smart's hitting shots, like the Warriors are in trouble, so you can kind of just have whoever covering him. I feel like. Okay, um, in terms of Finals MVP, do we think it's as simple as hey, if the Warriors win, Curry's winning it. Hey, if the Celtics win, it's Jason Tatum. Uh, Darnell, do you see an outside guy other than those two winning it? They have Curry at even money, I think, right now, Vegas, and they have Tatum at plus 180. I could, but just with how this playoffs is going, I don't see it being too likely. I think it personally, I think it's more likely for somebody else to win it on Golden State than it is somebody else to win it on Boston. Um, just because, like, I mean, we've all talked about it, like, the Celtics goes, Tatum goes. You know what I mean? Not saying Brown can't come give us 40, Mark can't come give us 30. Like, they are capable of that and can do that, but none of them can do it nearly as consistent and as efficient as Jason Tatum. Um, I mean, with Golden State, the reason I say I could see somebody else is because it's the thing that scares me about them the most. Poole and Clay can catch fire whenever they want, it seems like. And I could really just see one of them, like, just catching fire and going crazy. But, I mean, Curry's been playing so well, I don't think it happens. I think yeah. if Golden State wins, it's Curry. If the Celtics win, it's Tatum. But I could see, like, 
clay or pool, like just getting on fire. Noah, what do you think? Yeah, I think I think if the Warriors win, it's got to be Curry. I mean, it's it's kind of scary that Clay hasn't really been up to his full self yet, and they're still pretty easily got to the finals. Um, so I I can see Clay really having a great series, but if Curry doesn't have multiple thirty point performances, I don't see the Warriors winning the series. I think he will, so he's gonna be my pick for Finals MVP. Um, if the if the Celtics win, I wouldn't be shocked if like Jalen Brown won one Finals MVP. Jalen Brown, I think, is the best 1B player in the NBA. He's a great two-way player. He's great on defense, and he's going to have to be a great defender this whole series. I think Tatum would win it, but I would not be shocked at all if, if the Celtics won and Jalen Brown won the finals MVP. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really, really excited for this matchup. Um, I think it's one of the best we've had where it's like, I really think it's it's a 50-50 toss-up. I think anybody can win this series. Um and both have been battle tested. Obviously, the Celtics have have been a little more tested, um, but yeah. And I think that I to add on to why I think Boston, I, I haven't seen Clay be consistent one time in this playoffs. I agree. Um, I mean, against Denver, I guess he was better, but like their their defense was atrocious. He's getting so <laughs> many looks. Like it was just it was terrible. Switched so like against Memphis and Dallas, he hasn't been consistent at all. Um, and I've actually played his under in points on like almost every game um, <laughs> has been cashing out. So, um, and I also do have a future on Boston to win. I, I've had them every series and I had them to win the East. And now I had, I, when they were tied 2-2 against Miami, I got them at plus 325 to win uh, the finals. So, and now they're plus 130. So we'll see how that goes. I might dabble some more. I just, I really do think Boston's going to win. Um Let's do our own playoff MVP so far throughout the playoffs. Obviously, the finals could have an impact there. But, uh, Noah, you can start. Who who has been your playoff MVP uh, so far in this playoffs? I mean, it would if, this, if the Bucs had won one more series, it would be Giannis, hands down, to me. Yeah. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Jimmy Butler with Jason Tatum being my close second. Jimmy just... I, I kind of pause. I kind of ride Jimmy Butler. Like I, 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 I can't say. Like I, I, I just love how hard he plays. I'm like he's the he's an elite two way player, facing elimination in Boston drops 47. Like yeah. that's just to me like that's just amazing. Jason Tatum. If, if I know who Darnell's gonna say, he's gonna, he's gonna say Jason Tatum, which I'm not mad about that. But Jason Tatum had a game in that series where he had 10 points. Like that can't happen. Bro, don't, <laughs> don't do that. Don't okay. have, have a three-game span where he scored 30 points total. His knee was hurt, bro. His knee don't was do hurt. that. <laughs> Darnell, is yours Tatum? Yeah, I'm no going with way. <laughs> And honestly, to Noah's point, I 100% agree. If Giannis beat the Celtics, it would be Giannis hands down. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's the best player in the world and it's insane uh i mean jimmy is close to me it's honestly like i'm not mad at the jimmy baller pick at all the west is just so like like and just to segue a little bit like the another reason i'm confident in the celtics is because i hands down think they're the toughest team the warriors are going against yeah. like this entire play and I think that's going to be an adjustment. Like, we've already played three really good teams. I know we swept the Nets, but, like, all those games were competitive. Like, those were, like, some of the most competitive games the Celtics have played, you know? Like, yeah. but um, 
Uh, Jimmy's close second, but just Tatum. The and I know we've talked a lot about Brown and how good he is on defense, but Tatum has really been really good on defense throughout the playoffs. Like he constantly is, not constantly, but like I mean, when we were playing KD, he's guarding KD every possession down the floor. Like when we're playing Giannis, like I know we were throwing a lot of bodies at him, but he gets in there um, with the Heat. I know we're throwing a lot of bodies, but he's just been so good defensively. And the fact that he's just been the best offensive player on our team, just I think he's my MVP so far. And I have bias towards it. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's so cool. Between Tatum, Jimmy, and Luca. I'm kind of like Noah with Jimmy, but with Luca. Right. Uh, <laughs> and obviously losing 4-1 wasn't a great look, but to beat the number one overall seed in the playoffs like he did on the road in game seven is just – I mean that would that was like something we've honestly never seen before. Um, so I, it's easy to give it to Tatum, obviously, because he's in the finals, um, and he's probably out of you know the the ten starters between the two finals teams. He's probably been the most consistent um, one out of all of them. But um, yeah, I, I I love Luca. I think if you if you do an all NBA team all, all NBA playoff team, it's probably what Curry, Luca, Jimmy. Tatum and Giannis? Yeah. Probably. That's, yeah, I think it's definitely yeah. that high. <laughs> yeah. Giannis, Giannis, Giannis could have got swept in the first round and he'd be on the all NBA playoff. <laughs> oh, he's so, he's so good. The Bucks need to get home. That's wild, man. Um, Darnell, were you, watching, were you watching game one just at the crib? Yeah, I was really trying to go to Boston to go to a game, but I'm not paying. Tickets are hectic. They're not playing games. I'm not paying a grand for a ticket. Yeah, I'm yeah. just chilling at the crib. Um, just going to be hanging out. I'm sure we'll be texting back and forth when the Celtics are up 25 points. <laughs> yeah. Those for awesome. sure. No, I think you need to make – if Boston wins the finals, you might have to make a big apology to the to the Celtics nation. I will. I, hey, if I – if I, I have some hot takes, and every once, in a, every once in a great while they're going to be wrong. And when I'm wrong, I will come back and apologize. Like, as a Celtics fan, I give you what you're saying, though. Like, and I, I, I'm guilty of it. I think we're all guilty of it. Like, we held held those guys to such high standards because they've been in the playoffs every year. But, like, James right. or Brown's 25. Like, we have a young, like, oh. we have young stars, you know. I agree. And I've also held, I mean, halfway through the year, we're, we're you know, not even 500. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? You know what I mean? It's, right. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing, so. But, all right, D, well, good luck, man, to your Celtics. I'll be rooting for them. I don't know if Noah can say the same, but um, good pot, boys. And uh, everyone everyone listening, enjoy your NBA finals, as we will, because uh, we're not going to have sports for a long time after it. So um, thanks, everyone, for tuning in, and we will see you next time.